Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found, scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives, and that's where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, this morning we are ready for Psalm 73, as well as Proverbs 3. Psalm 73 is an important psalm for us this morning. We talk a lot about the wicked and how the wicked just can just grow old in their wickedness, right? You look at some of the most evil people in the world, and you look at how they've prospered in ways that are just unthinkable. Like, we can't even conceive that type of money, that type of comforts. And it's not like they die young. I mean, we look at them, those, many of them politicians and uh, owners or leaders of, or heads of banks, tech companies, and it's like these people live forever. And they just continue to grow old in their wickedness and continue to prosper. What is the deal with that? Meanwhile, the good die young. The righteous suffer. God's people come down with diseases and disappointments. It's like it seems really unbalanced. Let me start. So before I read Psalm 73, I'm going to read a little bit of commentary from Matthew Henry about Psalm 73, but just just enough to kind of hammer home what I just said. And then we're going to look at the psalm, because the psalm is going to talk about this, but then it's got an answer. Matthew Henry says, The faith of even of strong believers may be sorely shaken and ready to fail. There are storms that will try the firmest anchors. Foolish and wicked people have sometimes a great, sh- a great share of outward prosperity. They seem to have the least share of troubles of this life. And they seem to have the greatest share of its comforts. They live without the fear of God, yet they prosper and get on in the world. Wicked men often spend their lives without much sickness and end them without great pain. While many, many godly persons scarcely know what health is and die with great sufferings. Often the wicked are not frightened either by remembrance of their sins or the prospect of their misery, but they die without terror. We cannot judge men's state beyond death by what passes at their death. I'm going to stop there with the commentary. You get the idea. And I've definitely wrestled with this reality more so in the last few years than ever before. Partially because I know personally people who literally, this description that Matthew Henry just gave, I know know people like this. They've had no health issues. They've grown old in their wickedness. They've done all the evil there is to do. They've, They've enjoyed every comfort of this world. And... It's meanwhile, I see the righteous suffer. Let's look at the psalm. 
we have to, the thing that's so hard to remember is that we have to have eternity in our hearts. We have to understand that this is not forever. And it's and look, it's so difficult because this is what we know. This is our life. And we know not much at all about what's after this. The Bible gives very little information about eternity other than eternal damnation which it speaks to plentiful it doesn't speak to what's awaiting the righteous those who have feared and trusted God it doesn't give us a lot so it's I mean it really is faith and faith alone that we stand on let's get to Psalm 73 Here's what the psalmist says. Truly, God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. So the psalmist starts with this reminder. The truth that God is good to his people and to those who are of a clean heart. So you have to start with that knowledge. But then we have to wrestle with this in these rest of these parts. Verse 2, But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men, neither they plagued like other men. Therefore pride compasses them about as a chain. Violence covers them as a garment. Their eyes stand without fatness. They have more than a heart could wish. They are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak lofty. They set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue walketh through the earth. Therefore his people return hither, and water of a full cup are wrung out to them. And they say, How doth God know? And is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world, and they increase in riches. So please note this description. The psalmist is saying, I have to admit that at times I've struggled with being envious of the wicked. Because their strength never seems to fail them. They're strong forever. They don't see the same kind of troubles as other men. They're not plagued like other men. And to make matters worse, they're prideful about it. They're arrogant about it. They wear violence as a garment. They have everything that a heart could desire. And to make it even worse, they're prideful about it. And they even mock God, saying, how does God know? Like, is there any knowledge in the Most High? You know, you look at the the, the most powerful people. You look at the wicked and, and how they've prospered. And they're like, why should I care about God? I've got everything this world has to offer. 
That's the observation of the psalmist. Let me read verse 12 again, and then we'll continue on. Behold, these are the ungodly who prosper in the world. They increase in riches. Verse 13. Barely. I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocency. For all the day long I have been plagued and chastised every morning. If I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation of thy children. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. So the psalmist is saying, I've been trying to sort this out. Like I've been getting the, the bad end of the stick here. Can we relate to this? The wicked prosper, and they continue to prosper, and they continue to have all these good things. Meanwhile, many of us who are trying to walk in righteousness, we're trying to love our neighbor, we're trying to live for God, we're trying to do what's right and be kind, and we're getting sick, and these problems are coming out of nowhere, and it's not fair. That's what, that's what he's saying. Now listen, he says, when I thought to know this, you know, like when I thought to understand this, verse 16, it was too painful for me until I went into the sanctuary of God and then I understood their end. So please note, I know I keep interrupting. He's saying, this was just too painful for me to try to even conceive. But then I went to the house of God, right? The sanctuary of God. I heard God's word and I understood the end of the wicked. And now it makes sense. He says, until I went to the sanctuary of God, then I understood their end. Surely thou didst set them in a slippery place and castest them down into destruction. How are they brought into desolation? As in a moment, they are utterly consumed with terrors. You see, this is, the psalmist is getting, what he's getting at is, now that I understand eternity, that the righteous are going to the presence of God where they'll be comforted forever. After it's been one million years, it still keeps going. And the strongest of us are going to get, what, 80 years on average here on earth? It's a blip. It's a vapor. The wicked live for themselves and all their pleasure and filth. They get 80 years, 90 years. And then they go into eternal torment forever. Surely thou didst set them in a slippery place. Thou castest them down into destruction. How they are brought into desolation as in a moment. So in an instant they go from all they've had here to destruction. They are utterly consumed with terrors. As a dream when one awaketh. So, O Lord, when thou awakest, thou shalt despise their image. Thus my heart was grieved and I was pricked in my reins. So foolish was I, and ignorant was I as a beast before thee. 
Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holden me by my right hand. I like that picture. The psalmist is saying, I was so stupid. I was so foolish to envy those people now that I know what their end is. And all this time, God has been beside me, holding my right hand. Think of like how a father holds his child hands. They walk down the street or through the supermarket. It's this idea of, I'm leading you and protecting you and staying close to you. Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holded my right hand. Verse 24, thou shalt guide me with the counsel and afterwards receive me to glory. Whom I have in heaven but thee. And there is not upon the earth that I desire to be beside thee. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is my strength of my heart and my portion forever. For lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go a-whoring from thee. But it is good for me to draw near to God. And I have put my trust in the Lord God, that I might declare all thy works. And that, my friends, is Psalm 73. I hope that it's pierced your hearts and spoke to some of you this morning. We're going to end real quick by reading Proverbs 3. It's just a continuation of Solomon giving wisdom and instruction to his sons. I'm not going to do much commentary on that because we're low on time. So let's just dig right in. Proverbs chapter 3. My son. Forget not my law, but let thy heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thy heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not on thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Please note, that's obviously one of the most famous verses that even uh, even a non-believer has heard many times, right? Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not on thy own understanding. When we think about what we just read out of Psalm 73, like why do the wicked continue to prosper in their wickedness? We're leaning on our own understanding, Right? We need to not lean on it, but but on all of our ways acknowledge him, and he will direct our paths. Verse 7, be not wise in thy own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and morrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thy increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. He's saying, you want to you prosper as a righteous person? Just honor God with, with your money first. Verse 11, My son, despise not thy chastising of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father the son in whom he delighteth. 
Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that goddeth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof of fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things that thou can desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are plenteous, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is every one that retaineth her. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth, by understanding hath he established the heavens. By his knowledge the depths are broken up, and the clouds drop down the dew. My son, let not them depart from thy eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So shall they be life unto thy soul and grace to thy neck. Then shalt thou walk in the way of safety, and thy foot shall not stumble. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down and keep sleep. Shall be sweet. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked, when it cometh. For the Lord shall be thy confidence, and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Withhold not good from them to whom it is due, when it is in the power of thy hand to do so. Say not to thy neighbor, Go and come again, and tomorrow I will give, when thou hast it right by thee. Devise not evil against thy neighbor, seeing he dwelleth surely by thee. Strive not with a man without cause, if he hath done thee no harm. Envy thou not the oppressor, and choose not his ways. For the froward, the perverse, is an abomination to the Lord, but his secret is with the righteous. The curse of the Lord is the house of the wicked, but he blesses the habitation of the just. Surely the scorner and scorners, but he giveth grace unto the lowly. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the promotion of fools. That, my friend, is our study for this morning. I pray that you've all been blessed and strengthened this morning by this. We have to set eternity in our hearts because there's just a lot of things in this world that just aren't going to make a lot of sense. Thank you for listening this morning. Please consider supporting this mission of truth. It's 100% listener supported. You can do so by going to scriptureandprophecy.com. You can become a monthly Patreon or you can do one-time gifts to support the podcast. Thank you for your time. And I pray that you have a blessed week. Lord willing, I'll be back with you on Wednesday. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.